are you doing, my friends? You guys know me. My name is Beto Gudiño at the Christian Podcast Headquarters in Costa Mesa, California, right after the apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> That's seriously. my tagline. But today we have in the bunker <laughs> a very special guest. So it's our first ever in-person episode. And I'm so excited because today nice. we have a gentleman, Ben Glassman. How are you doing, man? Hey, good. Doing <laughs> good. great. Cool. Pot, the uh, pandemic has not affected me at all. We're solid. You're solid? <laughs> yeah. All right. How did you do? How did you prepare for the pandemic then? <laughs> uh, we didn't prepare. Uh, we just decided to live our lives the way we always have. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> it's like nothing happened. happened. We're all good. <laughs> all right. Love it. <laughs> Well, Ben, thank you so much for being on the show. This is the first ever in-person podcast that I do wow. for Christian Podcast. We've done, you know, before we've done many in-person. Yeah. But uh, I'm really excited because this is totally different than being on a Zoom call. You know, yeah, I can actually sure, see you face to face. It's awesome. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, this is great. Um, and you are here because uh, you're with Legacy Makers. Yep. It's your nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about it in a little bit. Okay. Um, but first, I want to get to know you a little bit more. Okay. Right. So Ben, sure. it, just if I would say Ben, what do you do? Uh, what would be your response, or you know, who are you? Um. Okay. Well, forgive me if I'm a little camera shy. Okay. That's um, <laughs> fine. So who am I? Yeah, my name is Ben, um, and I am from Kansas originally. That's where I was born and raised until about end of high school and then we went to arkansas for christian university bible college um that's where i met my wife nice uh, yeah so huge deal and then um but my wife megan is actually from california hmm. um and so we connected there in arkansas and then we i moved out here and we got married and had kids and the rest is history um <laughs> but yeah we, we just started this nonprofit called legacy makers and um, it's been quite a journey coming up to it and kind of how it all started. Um, but, yeah. so Legacy makers. All right. Yeah, we'll <laughs> get to that, man, because I, I really love what you guys are doing. We were talking at the park <laughs> yeah. a few days ago, and it was super <laughs> interesting, man. I, I, you know, I checked out your website. Nice. And I, I love what you guys are doing, you know, and I love what you guys stand for. Yeah, and I think people listening to this podcast or even watching mm -hmm. can be so benefited from from what you guys are doing. You know, because I think the core of Legacy Makers is family, mm -hmm. and that's universal, right? That's yeah. everywhere in the world. It so is. anyone listening, I think exactly. you know, they'll be able to get something from it. Yeah. But Ben, let's go back to to. To, to your upbringing, you know, you were uh, when we were at the park. You were saying that you were Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about you know your faith background. How did you end up you know going to seminary or what was it called in just uh, Bible college? Bible college. You can call it that. Yeah. Like yeah, what was your transition to you know now being married to to your wife who met at Bible college yep. and pursuing like a, a, like a nonprofit with I would say with this very spiritual component, mm -hmm. right? Um, but what's your background? You know how? Why did you grow up Catholic, and then what was there ever a transition in your faith um, 
that made you, you know want to pursue yeah. college and Bible college? Yeah, I mean, like that? Uh, so yeah, I mean, grew up going to the Catholic church, um, <clears throat> you know, which is great, you know, uh, and then I got invited to uh, a non-denominational or Christian church. Um, youth group in high school and it was just like totally changed my life like totally transformative and like the the environment and the people um it felt more real and just relevant to me and it just kind of helped me accept god more kind of helped me lean into a relationship with god um and also growing up i mean i'll, I'll be honest um had some challenges growing up in my home and in my family um uh, my dad uh was an alcoholic and uh, my mom has also suffered from bipolar disorder so it i think just kind of naturally it just created a space for a little bit more toxicity mm. which i mean everyone's got issues every family's got problems we've all have dysfunctions in the family yeah um and because of the I think the, the environment that I was in with this new Christian youth group, um, it really compelled me to want to uh, seek deeper seek a deeper relationship with Christ. Um, and so that's kind of what led later on, like towards the end of high school, going to like missions overseas in Nepal, in Nepal and like um, Kathmandu and all those different places. And, and then I went to Arkansas because my tennis coach in high school was actually leading the program that we were in, um, which, I mean, it's kind of like a Bible college, mm. but it was more of an intense intense leadership development program with a biblical studies degree. <laughs> but nice. within the program, you, you're, like, learning all these different things about, like, how to be, you know, a better physical self or, you know, the different, like, kind of pillars of life, like physical, spiritual, relational, intellectual... Yeah. It was basically like building on all of those different pillars um, as an individual. It's kind of what it was all about. So we had different, a lot of different like physical training. We trained for an Ironman triathlon. We we did overseas training. We did missions training. So you went to a th uh, uh, Ironman. Well, so Ironman? no, I didn't. I <laughs> did I, you I just no, trained. I bailed out. <laughs> uh, but it's because I had broke my knee. Oh. And so I was kind of like on the the slow track. That would I guess. be a hard one. If yeah, you have a broken knee. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, funny story about that. Actually, I broke my knee from wakeboarding. So I was really into wakeboarding in uh, high school, and um, I basically was getting into like doing tricks and stuff. And I fell down, and like my whole like bottom of my leg was like went sideways and like totally snapped all the stuff in there. Anyway, wow. in the surge when I was having surgery. They had to abort the surgery because the light bulb above, like when my knee was like like wide open and they were fixing it, the light bulb above like came down and shattered in my knee. No. <laughs> yeah. You're Just kidding. totally crazy. Yeah. Whoa. So they had to abort it. They had to like power wash it all out and like everything power was. Power wash your knee. Yeah. <laughs> your knee? Like I was don't know how painful? many gallons. I, I was asleep. Oh, wow. So I woke up and they're like, yeah, we're going to have to do this again. Like, what? What? So, yeah, a month later, I had to go back, and they did it again, but that was a pain. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot where I was going. Well, you, <laughs> the recommendation is fix your light bulbs before exactly. you operate. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Make sure they're screwed in tight, yeah, guys. Come before on. you're in the operation room. Well, <laughs> it's, it's the part where you say, like, many of us 
I won't say all of us, but many of us are so can so relate to coming from a broken family or a dysfunctional family. In your case, you mm. mentioned uh, just like this this toxic uh, habits, right, with alcohol mm -hmm. or uh, yeah, or just being bipolar, right. In my case, you know, my parents got divorced when mm. I was, I don't even remember, like 11 or maybe a little younger yeah. or somewhere in, in, you know, in um, elementary when I was still in elementary. Hmm. Um, but oh. I'm the youngest of three siblings. So my siblings were already oh, okay. almost like teenagers, right? When, when this all was happening. Yeah. yeah. And then I married my wife, you know, many years later, uh, whom you met. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and... And her story is very similar, right? She mm. comes from from a parent, from a dad who was alcoholic. Mm. Uh, her mom passed away when she was 14. Mm. And then the dad abandoned. If, before the mom left, the wow. dad abandoned her and their family. You know, she's in a family of four, yeah. four siblings. So Dang. the dad was not around when mom passed. Wow. Right. And she's a teenager That's and she's gnarly. the oldest and she has to take care of like three siblings. Oh right. So she gosh. became almost the mom um, to them. Oh, she actually was kind of like the mom. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, Sheesh. uncles came in the, you know, in the picture and taking care of them for a while and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But as no, of course, I've been married for like 12 years. So I mm -hmm. know I know my wife's story pretty well. Yeah. And we actually have some sort of a. Uh, a ministry here at in Costa Mesa with students, right? Estancia High School that is yeah. right across from our campus here. Yeah. Um, and just getting to know kids' stories, you find that mm. this happens again and again in different, yeah. right? The scenarios exactly. are a little bit different, but, you know, absent dads or mm -hmm. alcoholism or drug, yeah. drug abuse, whatever it is, totally. right? But yep. um, abandonment, like all these things that really mark you as a young person, right? As a young do, kid, man. as a, yep. any family, your, right? Your it's, mind it's as shattered. a child is so malleable. Exactly. And shapeable, you know? You just take it all in. Yeah. So, so, so my wife had this um, realization when she was in high school. You know, she grew up with all this stuff, right? Yeah. And then there comes a point where you're like, okay, I, I'm the, I, I have the, the short end of the stick, right? And in high school, she realized, wow, I'm not the only one. There's mm. a lot of kids who are going through similar stuff. Wow. Right? Yeah. And then she realized, wow, this, this is really not unique to me. Right? There's mm. a lot of people. And I think that's what kind of like caused us to, to get involved, you know, with the high school and, and you know, offer a little bit of help and hope yeah. to them. And that's I don't know awesome. if the, the situation was similar in your case but what was it about your upbringing that you saw where was the like the turning point for you in your upbringing when you said wow i could there's a way to turn this around you know there's a way for me maybe mm. to not live the same kind of life mm -hmm. that my parents lived or or help them in a way was yeah. there ever something like that in you know in well in to be honest background? i think me growing up I think a lot of what I experienced was suppressed. And so I probably didn't really experience a, a significant turning point towards, you know, understanding more of like how it affected me and like wanting to change and all that until actually I got married. Mm. Um, 
because marriage is like so much of like a magnifying glass on like all the different things because yeah. it's just like everything comes up you know you're in this <laughs> covenantal lifelong commitment and it's so much easier to be yourself but then the things that you naturally suppressed as a kid they just start boiling up to the surface and yeah. then what are you going to do about it you got to start dealing with it and trying to understand it and figure it out um and so I went to like a lot of counseling, a lot of therapy, um, and just started realizing like all these different things and how kind of my upbringing affected me and what I brought into my family and in my marriage. Um, but there wasn't a big change until, um, so we, we got married and three months later we got pregnant after, after we got married. And then once we finally had our first kid, so Camden, who's our oldest daughter now, she's five now. Uh, when we first had her, when she was just a baby, it was in the middle of a pretty, like, just really busy season of life for me, where I was still um, going to school online. So I was, like, basically a full-time student online. I was working uh, a job as facilities director at a church and uh, just trying to have a marriage, trying to have a family, and then having a newborn and then in the midst of all of that, we were um, re remodeling uh, two apartments mm. to, to try and save some money on our rent. Um, and so it was just insane, like just so much going on. And I was just like basically non-existent as a husband and a father, you know, from yeah. like working during the day and then coming back home, eating, shoveling food in my mouth for dinner and then going to the apartment to, to work on it until one or two in the morning yeah. for about six months. Wow. You know, so it was just like this crazy time. Um, and I just like was like, okay, this is not working. Like it was an unhealthy place for me. And I just kind of like finally came to this point where I was like, this is not working. This is enough. And at the same time, our church was going through this kind of transition process uh, where we were spending some uh, significant time really kind of re-envisioning who we were as a church and like what was our mission and our vision and you know what were we going to do to reach our community and like all the different kind of strategies around that and our you know where do we want to be and where do we want to go and that whole experience as a church because that's where i was working kind of inspired me it's like man this is kind of cool like i wonder if this would help my family mm. and and so that's kind of where the flip or the switch flipped yeah and um i don't know a couple weeks after that my wife and I, Megan, we, we, on our date night, we did this, like, we spent, like, I don't know, three or four hours just, like, thinking through, okay, who are we? Let's just slow down. Let's pause. Yeah. Um, take some time to, like, think about who are we as just individuals? Like, where do we come from? What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? What yeah. do we bring to the table as far as our family goes? And um, just kind of asking some really specific questions, we got really clear on, like, now as a family, these are the things that we're going to draw the line in the sand with as far as like what we believe in, what are our values, um, our even family mission. Um, we just uncovered and really identified those things where they're like non-negotiable now, where it's like they um, kind of affect and help play into our decision making as a family of like what we're going to do or how we're going to spend our time or what do we need to say no to so we can say yes to the things that we really feel like yeah we've been brought together for yeah um so that that was like the that was like the the biggest boiling point for me and our i think our family and and uh, myself 
and um and then just realizing that like we got to make a change like if we keep doing this the way it is then you know what's going to yeah. change from you know the so previous generations you know is is that how legacy makers was born like what you're describing is is what became legacy makers like I mean, yeah. Asking so asking the question, like, who are we as a family and all of that? That or was that... like, that was like the, yeah, that was, I don't know, four or five years ago. And that was like the, the seed, I think for us, like the seed mm. kind of planted inside of our, our minds and hearts. Yeah. Um, and just cause we, we, we were, we benefited so much from doing that and then like mm -hmm. totally changed our life as a family. Um, Megan, my wife, she does graphic design stuff. And so she oh, took cool. all of that we talked about and kind yeah. of encapsulated it into a really cool family crest that is like symbolic what is that a family crest yeah sorry i'm, I'm so from family... mexico <laughs> i get so away okay, with man. that <laughs> that's great so a family crest is like we actually talk about it in our uh, uh legacy mapping uh sessions uh, but basically a family crest if you think about it, like back to old um old medieval days like in europe yeah. um a lot of times like the kings and the queens oh, would yeah. um basically bestow upon these knights specific um and you can call them emblems but basically they were called a coat of arms oh, okay. that would that would basically tell the story of all of the accomplishments they've had as a knight um and then the knight had specific rights over that coat of arms so oh, no okay. one else could have it cool and then they would pass that down in their family from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in the family, if like things changed or if the, you know, a son or whatever got another accomplishment, they would tack that onto the coat of arms wow. and then continue to pass it down. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of like took a spin on that and made it more modern. And so it's like, you know, more up to date as far as yeah. like what would be cool these oh, days cool. kind of like you know and so we made ours into like a cool shield shape that we can make into a patch like mm. put on our backpacks or like our jacket or hat nice. or something like that you know yeah um but i mean something cool kind of about <clears throat> coat of arms in general and we mentioned this um but you know if you if you were you know relate god to being like the king or like the king yeah. of kings um In a sense, it's like um, you're getting this crest. Like we we got this crest from like I don't. Know, we were just like praying and thinking about it, and like we just felt like this is what God wanted on our crest, you know, mm -hmm. if you will. And um, so yeah, it was just cool to like kind of relate that to the whole symbolism between like when the kings and queens gave the knights like their coat yeah. of arms, like God, the King of Kings is giving us our That's crest awesome. for our family and what he sees it as so yeah that's important i was talking i had a podcast interview with this guy named mark charles hmm. who's a native american oh cool and he i mean he's running for, for president so if you Whoa. haven't seen that episode go check out the episode Whoa, that's cool but uh it's so interesting because he when he tells who he is it's almost like he has to say this whole lineage Wow. of ancestry really? you know oh i because his uh yeah. his mom is uh german okay and then his dad's navajo oh, so he's wow. got to say you know and he says it's in his in his navajo or whatever language so he's like yeah tell my friends uh this whatever you know <laughs> what he's saying right <laughs> But something like that but he needs to say you know i come 
from the people that live in the forest and really my mom comes from the country where the 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 wooden shoe people you know because no they're, they're german right yeah yeah yeah. so it's interesting how he he has to say all of that almost like every time he introduces himself it's <laughs> like he has to in a, in a sense maybe like yeah. you know show my crest right wow show like this is my identity is my right friend. yeah where wow. i come from that's so, pretty cool yeah so i think huh. that, that's a pretty cool idea so when was legacy makers born um okay yeah so legacy makers i mean like i just kind of mentioned like that was kind of the seed mm -hmm. and we had a thought like oh it would be kind of cool to see you know if we could kind of and you know fine-tune that whole experience that my wife and i had and kind of you know, modify it to where it'd be, you know, replicable for families. And so we kind of had that thought and we didn't do anything with it. Um, yeah. I don't know, four or five years went by and nothing happened. Um, but we've always had it in the back of our mind and it has always been something that we, you know, cause we wrote everything down we have it like on a nice one page sheet of paper that we pull out, you know, a couple times a year and like just evaluate yeah. how we did and That's good. what do we want to do for the next year and put it on the calendar. And, um, and it's all like kind of true to who I we are. Um, but it, I wouldn't say that it didn't start, really didn't birth until, um, about a year ago now, a little over a year ago now, um, when, um, we were kind of coming to this point, kind of needing to decide what do we want to do with our lives? Like, what do we feel like we're called to do? What are we, what are we supposed to do? Um, and this whole idea of like, uh, you know, family and family legacy was just like staying in our minds and like we just felt like this is something that we need to really lean in on and and just and see if this is what we're supposed to do and so we took what my, my wife and i went through and really just tweaked it enough to where we could start kind of trying it out with some other families so you know we started trying it out with a few families in our couples group and um, some other people that we knew and um it ended up being really cool yeah. um and things that like they started to take and apply in their own life and it just helps help them get really clear on like who they are and what do they believe in just like it did us yeah um yeah so that was like about a year and a half ago and then yeah. the the seed i think started to grow because of that and um we took some time to really pray and consider because at this time i was still working at the church I was a part of, um, on staff. And we were just praying and thinking like, you know what, God, what do you want for us? What do you have for us? How can we serve you? And like during that, during those times of prayer with Megan and, and, you know, we took about a week, just solid, just like really, really diving in. Like, what do you want? Um, cause it was a big decision and it was kind of coming to a point where at my job, I needed to decide cause it was mm -hmm. like, things were, things were going well enough for legacy makers um to where it like could you know, like something i need to really either do full time or mm -hmm. let go of that kind of thing yeah um and so while we were praying the idea that family is the foundation of all of society just started taking like wow. a deep That's massive deep yeah <laughs> started taking like a deep I think root in our hearts like that seed just like took root um and even more so to where family was meant to be a place where you can experience all the things of god 
and his characteristics and his personality and his, you know, his life that he intended his people to live. Um, mm-hmm. He meant for family to be that, like, that foundational place where you can learn how to forgive and you can learn what it means to be accepted and, and love you know, without bounds and you know, have purpose and have integrity and all these different attributes and values were meant to be a, you know, built upon in family. But so often, and especially nowadays with technology and like the news and um, there's so many distractions, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so many different things pulling us, pulling our attention away. Um, family is often just a place that's marked with pain and tragedy and um, unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's sad and it's unfortunate. Um, and so the idea of, you know, family being the foundation of society and the whole concept of legacy and really taking what we do a step further and almost like we're like when we sit down with families now, I kind of relate it to like, we're, we, we are putting a magnifying glass on the DNA of your generation and like picking it apart. And putting things in that should have been there since the beginning. And, you know, helping them think about this and think about, like, the long-term impact of their family. Um, But from the beginning. And so it's like helping them either start off on the right track or, you know, maybe things haven't been going well. And so we're kind of helping them realign or get Mm -hmm. back on track. Um, And it's just been incredible the, the way that, what we have done has unified and brought hope to families and so much purpose. Um, and our whole hope is that, you know, we, um, as legacy makers can really start to inspire this, um, movement, if you will, of like purpose and unity in families as like the foundation of society. Because if we do that, then, that's going to enable the next generation to live in the positive light of their parents' legacy. Um, And it's going to help them be able to prevent and even overcome some of those previous ancestral family breakdowns and tragedies and and issues um, to create a healthier society. Um, And it's a long-term commitment. It's a long-term investment. Your family is your life. Um, And so it's like you're again, you're like rewiring and reimagining the DNA of your family and your generational history and, and almost like starting a new path um, of all the different values and attributes and, and you know, positive values that you could have. Um, and, and then we take it a step further and just get really intentional about like, now what are we going to do about this? How are we going to apply this to our life every day, every week, every year? Um, so it is something that is ensuring your legacy is one of like, you know, positive value. Um, yeah. So it's just been really cool to see. So as you were talking about family as the foundation of society. Yeah. I don't know why it brought me back to my junior high or middle school days. Yeah. Because I think 
I think the school I was going to, this was still instilled in us uh-huh. that, hey, you know, family is the foundation of society. Like maybe yeah. not phrase that that exact same way, yeah. Yeah. but it, it, it was like family is the nucleus, right? Is the, mm-hmm. the most important part of a society. Yeah. Right. And I don't know where as a society we we lost that along uh-huh. the way, you know, in, in, in the last 30 years or so. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe like you were saying, you know, we have so many distractions and all the internet mm. and maybe like all these things that have played out, right? Social media in the last 10 years yeah. have had a role in, in pulling us away from even things like the table, right? Because I was looking at your website where the, the table oh, yeah. used to be the place <laughs> where families come together, right? Yep, and yep. and now with, with, like you were saying, you know, people work in uh, different hours, within the same family right yeah, uh yeah. no dad going to work at night or whatever uh even, even you know we have 7-eleven now it's not even 7-eleven it's like all day open right? <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right people used to not work on sundays sometimes even saturdays in mm-hmm. n- not every society no but i remember in mexico mm. growing up like yeah. sundays nothing was open you know maybe some restaurants but it yeah. was like family time you know yeah. go out and explore and be with family yeah. yeah and then somewhere along the ways we've we've closed those doors and we're like you know we got to be productive and all these things and businesses needs to be mm-hmm. open every single day and in a sense that starts affecting the family little by little right because yeah. now you have different rhythms yeah and i think Maybe legacy makers is it's bringing us back to a rhythm of family yeah. being together, which is exactly. which is great and yeah. And I mean, also, I love when you said out. Uh, you didn't say you evaluate like a couple times a year. It's just uh, same thing, you know. For whatever <laughs> reason, I'm thinking of my middle school days because I don't know if you had that, but the school I was going to, I remember we had this thing called auto evaluation. Okay. So it was, you're going to grade yourself, <laughs> oh, right? Okay. So the teacher said in Mexico, we had a, well, at least the school I was going to, we had a system from one to a hundred, right? So 100 is A plus, yeah. right? 100 That's is you best. pass, it's yeah. the best. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so the teacher would say, okay, in this test, I'll give you 90, right? You, you answer all these questions. Uh-huh. But then they would say they would have another slot on the test, and it said auto evaluation. Interesting. And it was like, okay, how? What's the grade that you give yourself? Really? Yeah. And this oh. was middle school, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it's so interesting because I remember. There you go. You know, sometimes we would put. Yeah. I, I mean, mean yeah. I I always felt like I had to give an honest answer, and then I would be <laughs> the one that I don't know. You didn't give uh, yourself a hundred every uh, time. Seventy, you know, <laughs> or eighty or whatever. You know, I felt like That's I funny. never, for whatever reason, yeah. you know. I, Maybe in sports or something like that, because even in sports they, you know, they gave us like auto evaluation. Yeah. So, but I never put a hundred, you know, for the most part. And I remember like oh, looking good. at my friends. I'm like, that guy doesn't deserve a hundred. Oh. You know, they'd be like, hundred. Nice. Well, but that's I good. love that at least they were confident. Yeah. Like a hundred. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, of course not. That's hilarious. <laughs> but it's auto evaluation, right? It's yeah, exactly. whatever you're gonna put. And I love this idea, you know, because I think. Uh, somewhere along the way, I think I've I've lost that uh, that not the capacity, but the the coming back to like, hey, let's let's rethink things, let's bring them to the table again, let's mm-hmm. reimagine or reset yeah. or or just how do you evaluate? No, let's yeah, see man. where we're at. 
Exactly. Do things need to change? Do things need to stay the same? Yep. Do we need to focus on more things? Do we need to say, like you said, uh, do we need to say no to certain things mm. so that we can say yes to other things exactly. that, that, that are part of our goal as a family? Yeah. I love that, man. How are you helping families do that? Because um, I, I mean, now I feel like, yes, this is something <laughs> I, I for sure feel like my family could be benefited from, you know, and family is listening, right? Yeah. But just tell me about the steps that you guys take with these families in, in helping them, you know, add or evaluate and then maybe yeah. where, where do you give them direction for what's the next step as a family to take? Yeah, so, so like the, the beginning is really, um, we, we call it legacy mapping. Um, and it's like our like specific process um, that we take families through. And it's like two sessions. Um, and then, excuse me. So we have a legacy mapping. And so after we've walked them through this process and helped them identify their their values as a family, their mission as a family, and then we start dreaming about like, okay, what are the things that we could do to now demonstrate this and apply it to our family and start implementing it? Um, and so it kind of like basically maps out in a sense the, you know, like one of the key questions that we ask is, you know, let's say, you know, you're, you're 80, 90 years old and, you know, you're nearing the end of life, okay? And, you know, you're, you're coming to this point where you're really starting to think about, you know, what kind of life did I live? Mm. Um, how will my family, my kids and my grandkids, how will they remember me by? Um, mm. What are those things that, that you really see as like the non-negotiable, um, like if there was like two or three things <clears throat> that you that you that they need to like take from your life and the way that you lived your life and you they need to apply to their life and walk that out um you know in essence and so we have them kind of think about it like that and there's other questions that we ask but and then after they go through the legacy mapping um and then we, we set them up on like our uh yearly um we call it just a subscription plan uh to where now Every month, they're getting resources and content provided that encourages them and continues to inspire them. And then we call them every quarter, once a quarter. We're going to call because we have it. We have your legacy map. We have your we have your uh, values. We have your mission. We have your your action items. And we're going to call you and we're say, "Hey, the Gudinos, how you doing? Like, <laughs> how's how's your values? We we have it. Like, have have you guys made any action items? Have you guys done anything?" Mm. Um, how can we help you? How can we encourage you? You know, we, we, we check in. So you're um, a little bit like coaches at that point. Yeah, exactly. So we just okay. kind of like kind of coaching and kind of guiding along the way. Um, and that's kind of where the, um, the piece of like helping, we're helping them ensure that they're, you know, taking the right steps to, mm -hmm. to leave a lasting positive legacy in their family and really build that up. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. That's so good, man. Yeah. And, uh, this just this idea of legacy makers <laughs> is so massive because it's i mean a legacy is, is like you're saying right what you're gonna be remembered 
before that's your legacy right and and in yeah. a sense it's almost like your legacy could be a bad legacy or a good legacy exactly everyone's right? gonna leave a legacy man <laughs> yeah exactly. everyone's gonna leave a legacy but i love this other word makers because it's mm. like it it has a more intentionality to it right because yeah. if you want to leave a bad legacy it's almost like okay you're on the right path <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> don't do anything or just pursue whatever you yeah, want exactly you're there Right. But if you want to make, you know, make sure like you get to the legacy that benefits others and benefits your family mm -hmm. and even generations to come. Yeah. I think that takes intentionality. Exactly. And I love that because it's it's makers. Right. Yeah. It's not going to happen if you don't make it and take the steps. I want to tell mm. you this funny story, man, because <laughs> it's I, I mean. You guys are legit, you know, like I you know we met your wife and we met at the park a few <laughs> weeks ago and it was awesome. And right now just talking to you and, you know, checking out your website and everything and just kind of knowing who you guys are. I mean, yeah. you guys are legit, right? <laughs> But I'm going to tell you this story because it's just for the people that maybe sometimes are on the fence uh -huh. about getting to know somebody new. Yeah. And maybe this happens to me after this experience that I'm about to tell you, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I'm meeting somebody new, and especially when it's a couple, a uh -huh. new couple, yeah, um, I'm always a little bit on the fence because of this experience where we met a couple. We were at a, Ikea, me and my wife, yeah, looking at furniture, right? Like the new uh, chair or whatever. Okay. Uh, well, we were actually at the light area, right, with all the hanging lights and whatnot. So anyways, we're buying a light, <laughs> and then this couple sees us, and then they see like, Oh, these guys speak Spanish too. Huh. Right? So it's like, oh, so they approach us and my wife loves talking to every single person <laughs> in the yeah. world. Right? She yep. loves talking, meeting new people. <laughs> so anyways, they approach us, we start talking and it, it was a nice conversation, right? Oh, no. We, we actually found out we we were both Mexican, like they are Mexican and we're Mexican. But they're from a different um, city. Okay. So I was pretty cool, you know, like we found like yeah. commonality and whatnot. Like, yeah, oh, totally. that's cool. Maybe we should hang out a little more. And then they mentioned this word, man. And I don't know if you have experiences with this, but they're like, we would really love to introduce you to our mentors. Okay. So like mentors. No, it just oh, sounded I think a little. I know where you're going with it. Yeah, oh. it just sounded a little bit funny, right, and funky. I'm like, okay, <laughs> know exactly you know. And Millie didn't about. say anything, but okay, you know. So eventually, we yep. met again. Yeah. And right, we're at a table. <laughs> we're having a great time. Oh and, gosh. You know, and you guys would be so good for our mentors. You guys really gotta know our mentors. Interesting. But maybe you're not ready. You know. Oh, okay. Okay, we're not ready. Okay. <laughs> so eventually. We find them at church. Really? They happen to show up at church. Oh, damn. Uh, I don't think they were necessarily like following us and like, I know we want to uh, see these guys. You, maybe, man. maybe, right? Because <laughs> that would have been really sneaky. Yeah. But <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Anyways, we meet at church and at this point they're like, wow, this is really a sign from God, right? Oh, God. You guys really got to meet our mentors. And at this point, Millie's like, I know what this is about. Yeah. You know, I come from Mexico. I know oh, what gosh. this is about. Even in you know, my own personal experience in Mexico is like, I went to a few of these things, oh. uh, you know, like <laughs> pyramidal whatever <Yeah. laughs> in Mexico. So I, I kind of was giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like, no, there's, this is, this is, 
This yeah. is not about that. No, right? I've been there too, man. We've done the same thing. <laughs> and then eventually, the last it's one, you know, we're meeting at our house. And then my wife's, they're like, you guys got to meet our mentors. And then my wife's like, I know what you guys are going about to tell us. Is it Amway? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, Amway. And they're like, how did you know? Oh how could you know? How, like... They are Dude, so classic. surprised, right? And yeah. they even like were willing to like give us books and like all this stuff. We're on to you, Amway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But sometimes when you meet people, you know, you think they come with the best of intentions. Mm -hmm. And really what they're doing is it's self-seeking, right? That what they're doing is they're mm. they're trying to build their, their own pyramid. Mm. Right. And in this sense, I feel like some people could be on the fence when, when it's things like family, you know, and involvement, mm. and especially when, when people got out, maybe put their money and invest, yeah. right? Uh, but I think this is a legit approach, man, because <laughs> it's about your family, yeah, right? It's not my family. I mean, you guys went through the process, like you mentioned before. Yep. But it's about developing your own legacy for your own family. Yeah. And that in itself, and like you were saying, your know, family is the, the, the center of society. Yeah. So when you invest in that, you're exactly. investing outside of yourself. And I think that's, uh, I mean, what would you tell people if, if they want to sign up for this? What would be your, you know, why, sh why should they check it out? You know, why would you say mm. it's the... <laughs> I don't know your your point of sale or whatever. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean the way I describe it is that like like what we said before is, you know, you're gonna leave a legacy, um, and you know, the the backbone behind all of it is intentionality, and um, honestly, like the process for us doesn't matter who you are. Like you have to do this. Um, it's just it's so critical. It is so critical to your family, you know. And then you know thinking about where you come from and where you came from and the type of environment you were up, you know, raised in. And this is just creating yourself an opportunity in a space to re-envision that. Um, and it's just, it's so necessary. And, and part of the reason too is because it's like, we're taking a, a cumulative approach to affecting societal change to where we are together walking down this path as families united mm. as legacy makers yeah. because legacy makers isn't just the name of a nonprofit. legacy makers are families who have committed to be intentional with yeah. the way they live their lives every single day and so if you're a family and if you have a family if you're a single parent you know if you're a grandparent you know what have you you have to do this. Mm. Um, and so much so that, I mean, I'm not like trying to just beg here, but I'm just like for your family, for the future generations, for your kids, for your grandkids. Um, like we have given our lives to make sure this is happening. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I would describe it. That's um, so but, good, But man. really, I think the, the biggest telltale sign is like once you go through it. Yeah that's when you're going to realize like, Oh, wow. It's awesome. This is, yeah. yeah. The, the way I'm picturing it right now, I think it's, as I was saying, you know, maybe in the last 30 years or however many that we've lost the table and that we have all this technology. And as we move 
into the 21st century. Yeah. Something like Legacy Makers, to me, it sounds almost like God is giving us the tool mm -hmm. for discipleship of the 21st century. Yeah, man. But discipleship of the family. So in yeah. a sense, he's saying, totally. hey, do you, it's almost like, do you, as a society, do you guys want to make it to the following century yeah. or the upcoming centuries? This is the tool, yeah. you know, it, and it. I was almost like playing I mean, I with this when, you know, when we were at the park, it's like, <clears throat> wow, it sounds a little bit like, you no, know, focus on the family, right? Like yeah. they, they were up to something right when, yeah. <laughs> no, when yeah. these guys in, started their, exactly. their thing. But I love it, man. How can people sign up if they do, you know, where can they go to check it out? Where are like the, uh, you know, social media website? Our phone number, how can people reach you? Um, yeah, I mean, the best way is just going to the website, which is just chooseourlegacy.com. And, you know, you can look around there if you want. Um, but you can sign up. And then, I mean, the, what we do is we just have people, like, click the button and then they fill out the form. And um, I would even mention, too, like, it's, it's, it's cool because we have donors who, like, if, you know, we have people kind of give their income level and so that helps us kind of identify okay where are they at in the bracket and what are they able to afford um and so what's cool is that if it become if it looks like it's unapproachable like the fee to go through it um that's okay because we have people who believe so much in what we're doing and the value that you take away from this um that we provide like scholarships to, to mm -hmm. do it Um, because it's just like, it's just like almost a no brainer almost. Um, but yeah, just go to the website, check it out. Okay. So choose our legacy.com. Choose our legacy.com. Okay. Choose our legacy.com. That's the website guys. Check it out. <laughs> legacy makers. Ben Glassman. I met your wife and I was about to say this stupid joke. <laughs> I'm going to say it, but oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I was going to introduce you as, Ben Glassman and Megan Glasswoman. <laughs> nice. Dad joke of the year. Right? <laughs> I even feel bad just trying to remember my own joke. Oh, man. Feel so bad. That's the worst way to end a podcast. Right? One other question. Um, is, is this only for Christian people or can anybody sign up? Do you, is, is there any... No, like the spiritual component in this can oh just yeah for, who, why, no, who yeah. is this for thanks for asking that's actually a good question because um i think you said it but the i think the cool thing about this is that, i mean yeah my wife and i were christians okay um but to your point you know family regardless of what you believe you know whatever faith background you have family is universal like what you said And, you know, everyone's got family. Everyone has an idea of family. Everyone knows what it could be, what it should have been. Um, they've had experiences. Everyone has it. It's universal. Um, and I think that's the beauty of it is that regardless of what you believe in, like, you got to get intentional with your family. you got to make strides to, to instill positive values. Um, and that's what's going to make you a legacy maker and affect future generations. So, yeah. Awesome. doesn't matter. Okay, so there you have it. Um, ourlegacy.com. Ben Glassman. Check it out. Legacy Makers. Man, thank you so much yeah, for being no, thank on you. the show. This is awesome. How did you feel 
no being like the first ever yeah uh, in person guest first on the Christian well yeah podcast. first ever in person guest and first ever personal podcast I've never done <laughs> podcast so it was awesome no you you do a great job I'm really really thankful that you allowed oh, me cool. to share the story um, and so yeah thank you for asking good questions and thanks for opening do you up feel the like time. is there anything else you would love to say that you feel like oh no I really wanted to say this and <clears throat> um I don't know if I said it and you can throw it in there or do whatever you want but um I like I like to just always mention that you know if you look at all the different societal issues on the surface from like the more extremes of you know homelessness or substance abuse and human trafficking to maybe the lesser extremes of of uh, divorce maybe fatherlessness workaholism those types of things on the surface more often than not each of those surface level issues can be traced back to at some point in the family they didn't learn or they didn't learn how to like deal with life or cope with life or how to have intention and purpose <clears throat> you know they weren't instilled you know helpful positive godly values Um, and so that's just that's part of what Legacy Maker's purpose is is like stemming the root of the societal issues symptomatic issues Um, because the issues that we see aren't just symptomatic they are systemic to the family so yeah just wanted to share that there you go (laughs) okay so survivors survivors from the bunker we share our love thank you for watching see you guys on the next episode if we make it (laughs) okay see you later guys for listening to this episode of Christian Podcast. If you liked this episode, share it with friends and family. Make sure you subscribe and leave a positive review wherever you can. You can also visit christianpodcast.com to learn more about our show. Hasta la vista.